My name is John Shepherd, and I'm working with Heineken to create a series of podcasts with independent experts discussing the current issues facing the hospitality industry. We're also taking questions from operators via the Pub Collective website, which we'll be incorporating into our podcast. Today's discussion is flipping your business model and diversifying your revenue streams with a focus on food delivery. We are talking with Michele Chiviera, Managing Director of Italian Restaurant Collection, Chiverinos. And over the past few weeks, Michele has completely flipped his business model to now include delivery, DIY kits and an NHS Pay It Forward scheme. So, Michele... Thanks for your time. If you could just start off um, by uh, giving us a little overview of what your business model was before. Before I had three restaurants, fast casual, and one was an actual a pub, a licensed premises that had a strong food offering, so it was a pub and a bar. But we focus on yeah, um, fast casual American New York style pizza, um, big volumes on pizza and beer. And what was it? I mean, there's talk amongst uh, other pe- other businesses about hibernating during this period. What was it that made you decide to set up these various various initiatives rather than just go down that route? I think at the very beginning, when the locked after the two week period where people were told to stay away from our premises, but we were instructed to stay open, and everybody felt the financial brunt of that. When the lockdown was eventually announced on the Monday night, they said, um, I think the exact words were, um, food delivery. We're allowed to maintain. So um, I thought that was supermarkets delivering food for, for about half an hour until somebody got in touch with me and said, you can stay open. Um, you, can, you can trade through this. So I had a couple of days to gather my thoughts, speak to my team, um, and figure out what we're going to do. And, you know, we were very blessed that we had a mod, you know, a, a, we, we specialise in travelable, travelable, deliverable, you know, um, and so we went about um, creating a delivery service, uh, sorry, a contact, developing a contactless delivery service, a contactless collection service, uh, and everything that went around with it, bringing people back, um, making a, a, a safe workspace for my staff, to do this in um, and to progress. I was of the opinion that this may go on a long time and I was right, it's still going on. So I thought any, any moves we made just now at that time would, you know, help us grow and maybe maybe help it's us survive. You said there that you took a, some time to sort of gather your thoughts and spoke to staff. How did you sort of gauge the opinion and make sure there was a demand for what you were hoping to do? As we were working in the background, we put a, lot, a few surveys out online um, and we just we, we literally just gauged people's uh, response to us on Instagram and Facebook. Like, would you, would, would you, you know, this is, this is the first week of lockdown. The whole country's terrified. Everything's closed. It's 28 days later on the streets. And we're like, you know, we, get, we put it out there. Do you want hot pizza delivered to your house this weekend? And people were mad for it. So we spent our time, you know, that we... we, we we put in like sneeze guard. We, we, we closed two sites. We kept one where we focused that the whole operation would operate from one. We put in sneeze guards. We changed the interior so no customers could get in. And again, first and foremost was creating a safe working environment so the staff could work safely, socially distanced, clean, you know, hand washing stations, 
um, you know, alcohol, like hand rub stations, um, and like you know, pro like things within that, um, that like positive working like sort of methods to keep on you know washing our hands and sanitizing things every fifteen minutes. Tried baking the boxes to kill any germs. And just, just you know, we, there was no guidance, so we just had to kind of figure a lot of stuff out and just see you know what worked and what didn't. And again, it was more just to empower ourselves to feel safe to move this forward. Having done all those sort of, I guess, logistical bits, the details, you then sort of launched it and you did some quite interesting things. Not just like, hey, we're going to open, guys. We, we, always, we, we had to have an, an angle. And our angle was, my wife's a nurse, um, one of the general managers in the company, his partner's a nurse as well. Um, and that's so, and, and you know, we, we wanted to do stuff with our, or for the NHS. So the first and foremost was we developed a pay-it-forward scheme so you could buy... Um, discounted pizzas on our website um, and do a message of support and we would deliver them twice a day towards um, in hospitals around Edinburgh so that was the first thing so we did a big statement about that you know you can you know people you're at home you're doing nothing you want to help and this is at the time you know at the very beginning you know, this you know it was like support your your NHS workers so we put that live with them um, and and again that was that, that that initially started driving sales just to get you know money coming in so we could you know we could buy produce and things um, and you know we sold you know three four hundred of them in the first couple of weeks. Well, that was happening. We also um, at, we had to empty out both the restaurants that were now closed indefinitely, so they had stock in them. And as we were closing them and turning off the fridges, and the electricity, and the water, and doing all that to you know ensure that the places were set ready to trade whenever this finished, um, we ended up with all this excess stock, and it was going to go out a day, and I no way I was going to throw it out. So we started packaging it up in boxes and. And giving it to friends and family, you know, it had the dough balls, tomato sauce, mozzarella cheese, basil, all that stuff. And we gave them out to about 50 people around the city. This is on day two of the lockdown. And people went mad for it. They, people were like, so, you know, if you imagine it's the first day or the second day of the first time anyone's ever been locked down, you know, and they're homeschooling their kids and they're like already scratching their heads. And all of a sudden they get these pre-proven dough balls and a, a kit to make like a restaurant quality pizza at home. And they just lost their minds. So instantly we knew we had something. So we started packaging them, uh, working on packaging and again, put them on our website, started advertising them and selling them. And now we sell between 150 and 200 a day from one of our closed units. As well as uh, meeting a need, because you said, you know, people went mad for it and wanted wanted the products. Do you think it's it's good to be seen to be doing something, you know, like you're you're doing like a community thing with the NHS, but you're also meeting a need for people who are locked in their houses. Surely that's good for your business going forward, isn't it? And it was, and it will continue to be so. But the initial plan was, you know, we had six weeks off, you know, they announced, okay, lockdown, your staff are furloughed. My furlough wage bill was £10,000 a week. And... They didn't, you know, that, that, the, the portal for that was going to open in six weeks. So I had a gap that I wanted to try and fill. I didn't want my staff, my team to go without. I wanted them paid weekly. So we initially did this just to generate some ca like extra cash flow to make sure that smaller suppliers were paid and that the staff continued to paid until, be paid until the um, government um, portal to re reclaim the wages um, opened. So that was first and foremost, and then with the community, and then we just saw it spiral. People were really interested in the community-based activity for the nurses, and people were just absolutely 
ecstatic when they got these pizza kits. You know, like it's the first time anybody's ever been locked down, and then just to get something on your door to cook and like do with your kids, they were it just it worked. And then what it did for us was it just kept the brand out there. It gave us something to talk about on um, social media to market, and it really just you know kept the dream alive. And that was the main thing. You know, it's not a wasn't a financial exercise. It's going to make nobody rich by any means, but it kept the it kept the parts oiled and moving and with a view to having something at the end of this because we don't know where it's going and as well as uh you know protecting your staff and making sure they had had something has it been a good experience for you as the the business i mean you're clearly an energetic guy has it helped that you've had something to do and something innovative i don't think i could handle being locked up in the house for two months plus i having something to do having daily problems or figuring out supply chains, um, you know, safety, um, customer expectations, learning how to drive online sales, learning how to do online sales. Um, it, you know, every day, every week has just been a new um, set of problems and challenges, a bit like the crystal maze. And <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's kept me and my team, like, no, again, and my, the, the team that have stood next to me, um, it's kept us. It's kept us busy. It's kept us focused. It's kept us positive, um, mentally. Like um, still in the game, you know. It's I, you know, it's 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 helped me a lot personally. It's it's getting. It's just kept me busy. And with regards to sort of uh, keeping you busy and keeping you in the game, as it were, have you sort of seen the staff have been appreciative as well as well as the financial side of things? Have staff benefited from the fact that those of you, those of them that you've been able to keep busy, are being kept busy? I think so. I think so. I think you know them. They get an opportunity to make more money than they would on furlough, which is you know everybody likes. And again, it just I think everybody got you know for the first month, for the first you know month, every day we had, I had to phone the people that were working. Are you happy to work? There was there's no like let's not let's not like like be a bit the boost. There was a global pandemic, and at a certain point, it was between five and five hundred and a thousand people dying a day. So we had to go. Are you happy to come to work today? This is what's happening in the outside world. Let's not, you know, let's not pretend we're in a bubble. Um, and once, you know, yes, I think, you know, they've got an opportunity to make more money, but also just learn how to operate in this new world. This could be our life for one year, maybe two. This, this, this could be the business model moving forward, uh, an, operation to na- an opportunity to navigate it, learn and do stuff, as opposed to the alternative, you know, I think was I think I assume was gratefully appreciated. And we've had a couple of questions from operators about that whole staffing because you mentioned staffing safety there. What sort of things uh, are you able to put in place? Because obviously, in a kitchen environment, two meters social distancing is is not something that's easily achieved, if at all possible. No, it's not. And luckily, we've got we've got big kitchens. We can, you know, it's not it's not a big operation. There's not it's not a busy kitchen with X amount of people working. But I think first and foremost, you know, these people we're all been together for nine weeks. You know, like probably more so with each other than our families. Um, and you know, we definitely have to project project that. You know, social distancing. You know, like that, 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 that complete thing of safety from the signage outside to inside. So, we, you know, it's, it's, you know, that people we have supplied PPE. We have alarm clocks indicating fifteen minute wash, um, hand washing times. Um, we understand that people are watching us as well. So we've got to just make sure we're doing everything right and lead the way. And um, and could you just give us a bit more detail on because you said about online sales. 
um, and spreading the word through social media. Because for some people, that's completely not something they've done in the past. Could you give us a bit more information on that? Yeah. So, well, first and foremost, the the we the 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 do-it-yourself kits and the um, NHS pay forward. Right? That's not something we could do in store. And do, and the easiest way to do that was um, set up um, sales on our website. So you go on our website, blah, 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 and stuff there. You know, uh, buy a pizza for NHS workers at X amount. And then there's the the deal. So we had to set that up. Um, it took about a day. I, I, luckily, I had someone who was working at home who was quite, quite learned on these things, and we set it up and made it look really pretty and easy to use. And um, all the, with the money going to an online payment system called Stripe. Once we'd done that, you know, we did a couple of paid adverts in our in our local area. With the why? Why are we doing this? It's not, you know, again, everything everything that we have done in the past eight or nine weeks has to be with a message. That this is why we're doing this. You know, this is. A, and you know, and, and we tapped into people's in, into people's psyche, what they you know what what they're into at the moment, what they're interested in, what they believe in, and one thing was you know helping their their NHS workers, another thing was having something positive, constructive to do with their families that resulted in fresh restaurant quality food. So, um, we took that, put it in a couple of really you know pretty pictures, um, with you know pictures of the product, pictures of nurses receiving pizza or whatever, or the um um. The, the messages of support in the box and did some paid advertising on Facebook and Instagram within our city and drove it that way. So it sounds like um, obviously you've got the social media thing, you, you've tried, you've thought about it, you've tried some things out and I guess are you also getting feedback from people saying we love this and therefore you're going to keep doing it? Yeah, I mean the... The do-it-yourself kits are now a weekly thing and they generate um, enough revenue to make it worthwhile, but also just keep the brand out there. We've got really pretty branded boxes and they go out and they, you know, when people, you know, people have been locked up for a long time, they get the thing. We've made every aspect of that, that product they buy very Instagrammable thing. People are locked up at home. They want something to share with their peers. They want to show who they are aligned with as a consumer, and you know, because they're not out in their favourite bars and restaurants anymore. They're not doing that selfie in the bathroom middle of their favourite bar. So, we've given them something that they can photograph and share with their friends. It kind of shows that you know, like, and and kind of unfortunately, that's a that's the world we live in just now, and that's what people desire. And do you think once? I mean, no one knows what the world's going to look like once this starts to change but given the success of what you've done do you think you'll continue to offer these products and services it's not just a something you're doing now it's something you're going to continue to do definitely i am we we don't know what's going to happen we have all have opinions on you know how the license trade's going to come back and for all intents and purposes, it's not looking pretty just now. So my business model, until I can have a busy bar with people standing shoulder to shoulder, will be a delivery service of sorts to keep my staff in job, to keep my bills paid and to keep me and my business in the game. And with return, with regard to that return to business, and I know, you know, we've got no crystal balls, but we've had a question from an operator asking whether we should be getting open again as soon as possible or whether we should be waiting until total certainty to avoid having to go back into this any thoughts on that in terms of your businesses i think it's i think it's subjective um depending on how you feel and how you're how you're coming how you're surviving going through this for me personally um 
and from what I've seen and from what I, you know and from what I've seen abroad there's there's different ways you know unless you've got a, like you have to be safe your staff have to be safe there's still stuff going on there's still people you know there, there's still there's, there's still um you know a global pandemic and that is for me personally that's first and foremost in 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 how we move forward operationally and um, for the safety, you know, I, I want to continue to operate, but I also want everyone around us to be safe. And, you know, anything other than that could result in very bad press and, you know, you know bad everything for you, you know. So for me, until there is a way that can be done safely, that looks good, that, you know, as I think, you know, perspex, there's, there's lots of talk of perspex screens and, you know, tables two meters apart. Unless there's a way it can be done safely that's financially viable, I'm not going to open with 100% of my former costs to 25% of my former turnover. There's no point. I'm going to find other ways to do it until, until it makes sense to do so. And that whole point, just as a sort of final um, I don't know, call to arms, if you like, but that point about the sort of turnover being reduced but overheads still being the same... What would be your sort of message based on your experience to people that are sort of looking at the future and thinking it's all very gloomy, why bother? Look at what you do, look at what people love about you and your brand and what you do and, and just keep at it. You know, there's, 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 there's definite solutions and pivots and people want you to succeed People want to see the, you know, things coming back and you've just got to, you know, you've got to do it. You've got to do, you know, you, you've got to have something to give. You've got to do it properly. You've got to execute it properly, not just do it for the sake of doing it, you know. And your message has to be clear. You know, this, you know, we're small, we're independent. You use all these keywords and we're struggling. And this is what we are doing to survive now. And this is why. And this is how we've developed, a, you know, safety, safety, safety. We think, you know, if you don't come in with the right narrative about what you've developed and how you've changed everything. And if you don't communicate that to your client base or people that are watching, the, 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 there's opportunities to be torn apart by people that just think you're doing it for the sake of doing it and you're risking people's safety and you know there's, there's a definite there's a definite you know, the dark side to this and you have to project everything you're doing in a really positive constructive manner to protect yourself and your brand and given everything you've been through um do the positives outweigh the negatives <sighs> oh no you know i like I, I think there's been op i hate using the word opportunity there's been opportunity to you know to look at my business model what was working and what wasn't working in the past and maybe shed some shed some you know in this new world if we survive in terms of business and operationally there'll be things that I won't be doing anymore there'll be things that I I will do so I'm you know I've I've had an opportunity again hate using that word but to, to kind of learn you know you know to, to diversify within my business and give it an extra chance to survive. Michaela that's really interesting uh, thanks for your time and uh, yeah, best of luck with everything. Thank you very much. It was good to speak to you. You too. Cheers. Thank you.